Welcome to Screen Watchers, episode 32. I think that's right. Does anyone have a read on, on how many episodes we've done? I think it's 32. I'm not sure. There can be no way of knowing. There's no way to check this information. We're going to call it episode 32. My name is Joe DeClara. I am joined by Ryan. And Ian. Ian. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I said my own name. It's fine. So we're here. We're back. It's been a long, long hiatus since uh, our last podcast. Um, due to me, mostly, I got a job. And I think due to every, everybody's deep depression from Trump becoming president. Yeah. No, I've been ecstatic. I mean, <laughs> I've never been happier to see or an orange-faced man take the most highly regarded seat on the face of this planet. So we're going to have a great wall. Yeah. It's Everyone the loves wall's going to be, it's going to be huge. It's going to be, you beautiful. think in 300 years, people are going to come from China to see the great wall of America. Oh God. I think in literally weeks, I think we're going to have that. I don't think so. Uh, I think, uh, well, I don't think there will be a wall really. I think there'll be the yeah, shambles. There be wall, there'll be a happening. shambles of a wall. There might be something started, but no, no true official word yet. He's he's mentioned it, but that's as far as we've gotten. But I don't think so. Uh, but we will have some great games to look back on, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about this week, of course. So, games of the Trump. Before we get into 2016, we left at an incredibly ridiculous time. We stopped the podcast. So many things happened in the last few months that we haven't had a podcast. Uh, one Mario came to the iPhone. We. Uh, knew that Mario was coming to the iPhone last we talked, but we played it. Uh, Mario came to the iPhone. The Switch had more reveals, and the Switch, the Nintendo Switch, was revealed. We didn't even have the Nintendo Switch podcast. We now know that the Nintendo NX is called the Nintendo Switch. It's a portable home console, and all sorts of great things, all sorts of not so great things. We will talk about that on a Nintendo Switch podcast. Maybe Wait, we'll start so we talking about do- it. Maybe we'll talk about it today. We're not sure. But we, we we didn't even do the original Switch reveal. No, we didn't did even. No. We did just had our own oh, wow. chat. So we have a whole thing to talk about. Our feelings on the Switch in general, and wow. post the actual uh, that live presentation that they did a week or two ago, or two weeks ago now at this point. So a lot happened. Other than that, though, it's uh, just been games, and the twenty year of twenty sixteen wrapped up. And we have a lot of games to look back on. So Ryan implored that we do a Game of the Year podcast. I'm sure we all want to talk about the games we played this year. Uh, I probably played the most new games from last year. Uh, trying to Always wanting to play games as they come out and p- to paying top dollar to do so. Ryan, you're, you have always been an advocate for waiting on the Steam, waiting for games to go on sale. And then Ian hasn't had a real a current gen console or a current gaming PC, though it has had a Mac for the. Well, past I have a three DS, which is a current. You do gen, have a three DS. So that's true. No, very true. That's current gen system. Right, right. That's true. So that's actually true. And you've played some. You've played some current Nintendo games that came out last year, and some did. That's some true. definitely did last year. So we have some games to talk about. Uh, why don't? Well, Ryan, why don't you lay down our format? for our listeners, how we're going to go through our games. Yeah, here's what I think we need to do. We need to talk about the best games of the year from our perspective. So, like, pick whatever amount of games you want, and we'll talk about those. And then I think we should also talk about games that we've played this year that came out in other years Mm -hmm. for our listeners, like either continuing content for games like I'm going to be talking about Hearthstone, Counter-Strike, or just great games that people may have missed that we spent time with this so year. So continually supporting games, yeah. And I also think we should have a, a third segment that is going to be just what we're excited about in 2017. Oh, well, so upcoming games for the year. Oh, that's interesting. We could do that. I guess top games of our year. So we're talking about new games. Uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, we all know what the popular vote for the year in the Screen Watchers group is. Uh, though one of us certainly hasn't played a lot of this game. Uh, Overwatch was probably the most popularly talked about and discussed and debated look, game look, of the year. Eight months ago, I predicted on this podcast that there would be one game that was thousands of times more popular than all of the others 
in terms of game of the year. Overwatch was so much better than every game that came out this year, just by an absurd margin. Whereas I, I would say if I had to do a top 100, 90 of the games would be Overwatch. And then the last 10, I go into other games. Other oddities. Is that fair? Uh, well, no, not fair, but I mean, that's fair for you to say. I mean, in your for opinion. you, because <laughs> it has no single player, and I could care less about playing a first person shooter in 2016 or 2017. So for me, definitely not game of the year, not even top 50. Right. We have a bit of disparity here because, Ryan, most of what you've played this year was Overwatch. Uh, if not VR games. Or just competitive or, online multiplayer or, or, games. Or older games that were competitive online multiplayer games. And Ian, you've played no Overwatch. You've played no competitive online games. Except for maybe Pokemon, I guess, which is technically a uh, uh, competitive game. I used, so, yeah, some I used to play Hearthstone Yeah, as right. well. You jumped into Hearthstone again this year, right? At some point? Very briefly, I, I think, during I, one of the updates. I, I always get frustrated and spend money, so I just quit playing it. That's good. That's hilarious. Yeah. I still have not spent money. Hearthstone is kind of weird. It's kind of like with those games, I take them so seriously where it's almost like, am I going to do this as a career? If not, <laughs> it's not worth playing. It's not. I mean, it's, I'm playing, it's I'm not playing Hearthstone worth, right now. Like uh, for me, something about like how competitive those Blizzard games get. It's almost it's not fun unless you do it professionally. Mm-hmm. Like that's why that's one of the reasons I don't want to play Overwatch. Although, but people say it's really accessible and really casual. As time goes on, like it was at launch, as time goes on, it becomes like less and less casual, and you become less and less able to just jump in and play a game. I hear a lot of people talking about this issue with competitive online games, especially uh, shooters, and that's normally the case. Uh, but recently, I've been hearing t- people talk about this, and I've been talking about this myself. Uh, on a separate show, I just love the fact that I can just jump into Overwatch and just have a great time and still be competent within the bubble that I am sorted into, you know, or just quick play because they do such a great job of sorting you out, like who, who what group of um, skill-based players you can match up with or just quick play. It's just so well-balanced with team orientation and uh, like the character variety, you know, you can just jump into a new character. And I also love that now characters, I spoke against the idea of uh, limiting it to no stacking characters. Like you couldn't have more of the same of a single two of the same character on a team. Uh, that was a post release update that I wasn't in favor of, but I love that because it forces you to play other characters and experiment and the game's actually just way, way too fun. Like I, Overwatch as game of the year, for uh, multiple websites have nominated as, as their game of the year, and uh, it definitely earns it. It's like such an accessible game. It is such a, even after its launch, even after its launch period, even today. Like I jump in, and I'm not that good. I really am not. I'm not good at shooters at all. But I have a great time every single time I play Overwatch, and I have a chance at. Uh, being competent and uh, being a force that helps bring a victory to the team. And they're always introducing new freaking awesome things. You know, Lunar Year just dropped uh, the special, uh, what is it, special seasonal event. And it's got Captured a Flag. Played one match. It's pretty cool. Haven't played a lot of it, but it's but it just they're always doing cool creative things. And Blizzard does a great job of supporting it. And the game itself is just so well balanced and so much fun and definitely approachable even after people have sorted out who's really good and who's not good enough to stick up to it. So I know that complaint, but other people have contended and I would contend as well that it's doable. Overwatch is going to be the only game that is even going to be a distant memory in anyone's game of the year list. Like Polygon uh, gave game of the year to Doom 2016. Oh yeah. This Doom... The Doom 2016 is great. I played part of it. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. No one is going to talk about Doom 2016 in 10 years. No one will remember that game. Okay, Overwatch is a game that's going to have staying power. It's going to evolve. People are still going to be playing it. Like This Doom was just like a slight riff on an old franchise. It is a remake, essentially. No, Overwatch is sure. something new and amazing. Yeah. Look, I, I appreciate that. Uh I don't think, though, that you're giving credit to Doom the way that uh, it probably deserves. I played through a lot of a lot more of Doom, I would say, than you. I haven't even beaten the game, and I can see it winning a Game of the Year. I'm surprised it didn't win more uh, Game of the Year 
uh, awards, I guess, you know, the tops place in 10 games or whatever, you know, arbitrary number you decide to pick out of a, out of a hat. And, but, uh, I mean, it's just one of the best games of this year and it's the best game of its type right now, because there aren't other shooters like doom right now. Doom did something that we didn't think could be done. Like we thought that call of duty and that type of modern shooter uh, was just the way forward now, but it's just another another branch of shooter. It's another type of shooter that can exist, and the type of shooter that was Doom and was Doom Two can still exist. It's not the same type of shooter, but it emphasizes other elements that the other games like Modern Warfare, like Titanfall, like Call of Duty, oh Modern Warfare, whatever. Like those games, those games don't emphasize the things that Doom does. Doom emphasizes speed and it emphasizes uh, pushing forward instead of, you know, uh, just popping headshots. It emphasizes uh, just really awesome feeling power and um, and just being joyful and, and explosive. And uh, that I appreciate a lot of Doom. And I don't think that it's worth uh, casting it aside as like a non-entity of a game in the years to come just because overwatch is a new ip that has a lot of staying power you know doom is a single player game it's multiplayer is awful from what i hear i haven't played any of it because i've heard that so um it's not well, just about how much time designed by a different studio yeah exactly right i heard that so you know that's understandable that the two games aren't as equally awesome you know one's a multiplayer game and one's a single player game and the single player game in doom is awesome and uh, it's also isolate, right? It's uh, sorry, I can't think of it. It's segmented. It's its own uh, isolated thing that has a beginning, middle, and end. Whereas Overwatch is uh, perennial. You can just keep playing Overwatch. So I understand that, but that would mean that multiplayer games are just better. And I know I would well, imagine I, Ryan, all, you I, would argue I would, that. I would say that. Yeah, that, that would be like my contention in general. Yeah, but I'm just saying that Doom is essentially a remake, whereas it had some good ideas. I'm just saying that. No one's going to be talking about the 2016 iteration of an old franchise. It's what people it's are going a to lot, still be playing Overwatch. Ryan, I'm it's going a to lot say fresher than you, you think. sound like someone that doesn't know anything about the retro gaming community because people will totally be talking about that game. I'm reading lists of like obscure D-list and C-list SNES RPGs that people are making like YouTube videos about. That, that no one talked about when they came out. This is a game that won Game of the Year when it came out. People are totally going to be talking about it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Sing, um, just because something is single player and has its time, has its moment, and then becomes an old game doesn't mean people don't talk about yeah. it. That's literally the point like of still, historic history in games, you know, to talk about those like games people still that you don't about always like play. Eco and stuff like that. It's probably going to become more like a cult classic kind of game. Like yeah. Eco or something like that, where... You know, yeah, it's not like it's not explosively prey. Yeah, it's it's not explosively popular like Overwatch, so that's totally understandable. Right, that doesn't have anything to do. That has no bearing. But it has its its own character. Right. Well, look, the the popularity of a game has no bearing on the quality of the game. Doom is a quality ass fucking game. Doom is like inside and out from what I've played. You know, I've only played probably first third of the game, maybe the first half. I don't know how long it is. Um, but it is it is a quality game in and out from what I've played. It's not my game of the year. If we're just going to jump to games of the year, uh, Ryan, yours is probably Overwatch, even though I know you want to talk about a whole other thing, a whole other platform in a little bit. But my game of the year was definitely The Witness for almost polar opposite reasons of Overwatch. You know, Overwatch is active and it's... Uh, social and it's open to everyone and it's got a huge huge following and it's quirky and fun and has a lot of external media to go with it and it's it's an action game and the witness is just this excellent incredibly masterful isolated game that uh just is about you and experiencing a space and contending with your own mind and your own intellect and it is something that I haven't experienced in video games before. I'm sure other games are out there that are like it. Uh, it's been compared to other games, but The Witness is definitely my game of the year. And one of my games of the past 10 years. It's it's pretty fantastic game. Yeah, bought The yeah. Witness. Still, I still am in the first stage. Very difficult to gather the attention to 
continuously play that game? I, I played a little bit of it. I played like what, like the first half an hour. Yeah, I, I you got through like the introduction. Did you area. play with Joey? Yeah, I, yeah. I had Ian sit down and play it. Uh, we Ian and I had played some uh, some horror games, and it got late, so I called it off. I cut we the night short, cheerier. and we were about cheerier. to leave, and we were like standing More up. Cheery. Yeah, yeah, we were standing up, and uh, we were like. Well, we can't just end it here because there are monsters outside. So we got to play something else. <laughs> and I made him play The Witness. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you played through just about the intro introductory area. Yeah. And then a I couple think, of the other puzzles. I think the gameplay is great. I think, like, if I were critiquing it, I think it's great. I just think it's not for me because I just need slightly more narrative mm -hmm. to, to, to get into it. Like, some, that's just something about my personality. Like, I can't play sudoku i can't do puzzles like i just can't do puzzles i feel like i'm just biding my time yeah. even though the design is fantastic it's just i need a little bit more um narrative mm. to to keep me like hooked sure but i think the design is like really fantastic yeah yeah it's, that's definitely yeah, i can, the I, art style I can is, do puzzles well. i like puzzles i think just there are parts of the witness that are just impossible for me. Like I, I could play something forever and never see that you have to like walk to the side and shine a light through this particular. Well, well, here's the um, thing: the witness isn't as obtuse as that. Well, there are those like puzzles. I remember you're talking about those puzzles where you have to like lean around and like catch the light a certain way. Uh, there are a couple of kind of obtuse and annoying puzzles that is about distorting the puzzle so that you can't really see it and you have to kind of get through some kind of obstacle, some kind of visible visual obstacle. That's just more annoying than it is intuitive and interesting. Uh, so there's a couple of those that puzzle mechanic wasn't necessarily that one. I loved uh, the one that you're talking about, Ryan, but I would uh, have just never found, I don't it. know. Here's the thing. <laughs> so what my, I was going to say, I'm sorry, uh, is what's great about the witness and you'll hear that. And many people talk about this is that, any puzzle that you feel like you just can't get it, um, you can just walk away because the world is completely open to you and the world will teach you its mechanics uh, through other means. Like there's another puzzle area that's similar to that in that it uses the lighting of the world or it uses the um, elements of the world to uh, inform the puzzles, inform you of the puzzle answer. And it is a little less... Uh, hard to gather it's a little less hard to get get to so i would say you would stumble upon that and then you get through those and then you come back to that puzzle like at the end of the game when you know that like everything like that could have been the last area you would have done or it could have been the very first area you do because the world is completely open but in a way that doesn't actually ruin the design of it uh it's just very well done the game so i think you would have ended up I think if you gave it more time and you allowed yourself to walk away from puzzles, you would enjoy it a little more. Uh, but again, it is not for everyone because it is such a uh, it's it is such a puzzle game. It's all about the puzzles. There's not a lot of narrative to be had, uh, or at least any uh, conventional narrative that I can uh, gather from it. See, here's the thing about narrative. What what I always say is that I I don't want a little narrative. Like, if there's a little narrative, a very tenuous narrative, that annoys me. I want either a very complex story with highly developed characters or essentially just a book of Sudoku. Because this is what I say, there's no story in video games. Like, having a shit small story where it's just kind of like you're just dragged along it has no interest for me. That it just that, that makes me upset. Well, what kind well, of example either, do you have for that? Pokemon? Like, just, <laughs> Perfect like example. Pokemon or any Nintendo game. Really, where they just like add little beats in, but like there's no overarching character moments like that. I don't need. What I want is a great story, like a Game of Thrones level epic tale, or a Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> so yeah, I, that makes sense. No, I agree. There's nothing worse than playing like an RPG with great mechanics and a horrible story, just like a cringe, a cringeworthy super cringeworthy story where not only is it cringeworthy, but also it's like those unskippable cutscenes, unskippable, just like mashing through the dialogue. You're not reading anything. Mm. Um, that's horrible. At that point, I'd just rather have no story. Yeah. Um, 
like a lot of the super old school games where there there really wasn't anything. Like Super Mario, there's nothing. Did you have a you know? game? But like if 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 Super Mario World was made today, there would be so many dialogues. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, horrible. You know. Well, there um, was a great, and it would all be trash, probably. Well, that I mean, Paper Mario games—they're kind of like witty, break the fourth wall, and stuff like that. So it's a little bit different. Okay, but well, yeah. I was—I was gonna say, there, I know what you're saying there was well, there was a great uh, story game to be had this uh, year. There were several, I'm sure, but one of them, uh, which both of you guys seem to come away from enjoying, uh, that we all played. Uh, was Firewatch, uh, and that game certainly makes like maybe my top ten or twelve games. Uh, I don't necessarily order my games, you know, of like top, uh, you know, one, two, three, four, five. I maybe have my top three. That's probably Overwatch, Witness, and Inside. We'll talk about Inside later, maybe. But Firewatch, we all seem to uh, agree was a good or great game. Uh, so I figured we could all uh, hash out that a little bit. I when we first reviewed it was a little hard on the game because of its ending uh as time's gone by and as as time uh uh, through the distance of time i've tended to enjoy the game more and i've replayed it recently uh to do some game capture for a game of the year video and it's a fucking amazing game it is like a beautiful beautiful game i played it on pc this time so it's like mind-bogglingly pretty oh yeah it looks great on pc oh my god and uh, Delilah is like the best character in video games, like one of the best characters, one of the most charming, believable characters of any video game I've ever played. Um, yeah, that was the next game I want to talk about. And I specifically want to dig into why people don't like the ending, because you didn't like it yeah. when you finished. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I still stand by my reasons for why I don't like the ending. Uh, I don't speak them very clearly or very well, but mostly what it is, is I see what they were going for and I understand it. And what they were going for was awesome. The idea of just delusions of grandeur and this feeling of uh, paranoia and this um, like distraction from uh, the real world and the real world's problems. And then all of that kind of comes crumbling and then all all these two were left with were uh, these awful things in their lives that they have to eventually face. You know, Henry and his wife, Delilah, and this kid that uh, she failed in a sense. So those things I appreciate, and I appreciate how what they were trying to do. I don't think they just nailed it. I don't think they nailed what they were doing, what they were trying to do. Um, the whole, the whole plot twist is predicated on a fall flat situation, right? That like, Oh, it wasn't this. No spoiler thing. warnings here. Let's just tell everybody exactly. Yeah. No spoiler warnings. No, this no, is a game of the year. Spo- no, to, no to there's no school. Like we're just spoiling everything. Have to spoil it. Right. 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 I we're think, saying, I, we're I don't feel that everything. way at all. I, oh, I no, don't absolutely. feel like the game hinges on the ending. Oh, there's all. full spoilers for all, okay. anything we talk about. Yeah. No, this is game of the year. Talk. No, I'm honestly, saying. I think the reason why I get so confused about people talking about the firewatch ending is because they, they don't, have a spoiler tag on every time I hear. So they're just saying, I don't like the ending, but what part did you not like? Did you not like the boy dying or did you not like the Delilah wrap up? The actual story beats themselves uh, just weren't effective to me. I was confused as to why we were talking about these kids and this guy. And then it just, it, it didn't. No, so sorry, I, to felt that I felt that. I mean, I, I agree with that. I think the kid, the, the whole, like, the main beat of the story where, where the child dies was tacked on. Like that was this almost a side thing that you kept hearing about. And it's like, why are they telling me about this? Is this going to be important? And then it becomes the most important thing in the whole game. Yeah. Like I agree. It felt but uneven. That could have been, that could have ha- been handled slightly smoother, but like I do forgive that okay. as almost me not, not paying attention to what the game really was caring about. Like, obviously, it was trying to tell me that this kid and his father's story was, like, a large element of what was going to happen near the end. And I should have been more cognizant of that. Yeah. Like, I was just pushing it away. Like, why are they bringing this up now? Like, but that's fine. That's how they chose to tell the story. I don't see that as a massive No, problem. no, no. I think like, even... The kid... So, yeah, the second time I played it, I now understand what my problem is. My problem is, uh, I wouldn't mind that, you know, that it was this thing that was a side story that ends up being the central 
uh, issue and the central conflict uh, under guise of some crazy conspiracy. My problem is that the game, it tries to sell you on the idea that Henry put himself in that situation. He put himself to the point where he was so paranoid and so freaked out that it was this whole conspiracy. But it was just so perfectly uh, concocted and manufactured by this guy for reasons we don't really understand, right? It doesn't make sense that he decided to make this crazy conspiracy thing and then he just kind of drops it. That doesn't speak to his character at all. It's just like, oh, the guy was crazy because he lost his kid, so he fucked with them to by pretending there was this uh, human project i had no problems yeah i had no problems with the story at all it's definitely my game of the year and i i think a lot of people's criticisms uh, about this game are similar to contemporary criticisms people have with television shows today really popular television shows in terms of like characters getting killed off and also um endings that are not ideal, maybe. Uh, mm. But I think I don't know. I, I think that, I think for something to be impactful, a lot of times it has to be like wrong in the perfect way. And I think Firewatch is wrong in the perfect ways. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by wrong? Like the ending wasn't the not like it wasn't the nice sweet ending. It wasn't the closure <clears throat> ending. It was like. I don't hear that as being the problem kind of that people ended, have with it. Confusing. Yeah, I don't see that as being the problem that saying, people have I, with I it. Think, right, and I, I think that that kind of like... No, people do have that know? problem. I've heard people say that, where the Delilah wrap-up was very poor. Oh, well, I mean, that's, I, I mean, yeah, I think that's fine because that's what life is like, you know, that's the whole point. Yeah. The idea that, like, you don't get that right. happy ending where they meet each other, you know? She is fucked up about this ending, and you know what? While you guys made this created this relationship and it meant something to you in the end you were two people who had a job and now you're parting ways and it's just that's how life ends up happening you know it's not as romantic right. no, that's my, totally my fine. contention hold on, hold on hold on my contention at the time i actually don't think that they had the capability of animating her yeah that's, that's fine that. that's fine like, uh they did have the fire dude and he yeah, looks really weird uh, they might. They didn't have to animate her to have that ending. They could have just had the phone call. That's like, "Hey, I'm coming to see you," and then he like drives off into the sunset. Like they didn't actually have to. Yeah, animate I don't her. think that their but actual I, technical f- limitations didn't informed yeah. on their choice for the ending. Like I don't think they were just like, "Well, yeah, we can't no way, render but- Delilah, so there won't be a happy ending." Like that's silly. That would be that but would be I, atrocious. I will say, the difference is, Firewatch was kind of more like the Oscar-winning drama and less like the feel-good, like, B-level movie. Okay. And I think, obviously, that's more that caters to my tastes, but I do think a lot of people just want that feel-good ending in everything. In every video game they play, in in every TV show they watch, in every movie they watch, especially in video games, people, I feel like, are really attached to this idea of, like, winning and getting what you want at the end. So I think a lot of people are confused by finishing a video game and having it like not be what you want. You know what I'm saying? It's like you sure, yeah. It's why, like why people why people don't like. Imagine if it's Zelda, like the end of every Zelda game, like you lose and Ganon wins and Zelda dies. Well, I mean, like, if it was lose, every single sucks. game, that would really suck. Like every single right, game, you right, get it and you lose. It's like fuck this because, series. Right, but because playing they never ten games that. Like, and I fucking that be die every time. If they did? Like, wouldn't it be refreshing if there's like a Mario game where like Mario loses? Yeah, at the end? I would love. You that. know what I mean? Like, like playing. Uh, what like was it? That- playing. Well, I don't, spoiler for Chrono Trigger, but like you know, playing. It's hard right, to say Chrono spoiler Trigger. for Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Chrono died, and like the fucking guys, they carry him out. And it was just like at first I was, fuck you, but then like watching Chrono dies, but sequence. you still win. Yeah, like I mean, Chrono dies, that. but you still save the world. Yeah, the real thing would be Chrono dies and the world dies <laughs> yeah, and everything's yeah, fine everything i mean look i have yeah. i there's plenty of room for you know the more humanistic and more dark endings that's not my criticism of firewatch at all um that's not the criticism i've heard i haven't heard the more that sounds a little more petty and a little more like yeah people who are playing mainstream games all of a sudden come to firewatch and are like what the fuck I win. See, that was the most common like, criticism I heard I've, on podcasts. That's crazy because that, like, that sucks. Like that, you know, that is a 
it's it's more of the beats and the more of the delivery that was like it was heavy handed in the way that they made you set you up in this paranoid situation. I'll compare it to Gone Home. We all played Gone Home this year. Gone Home's a great game, one of my favorite games. Uh and it is a great game for what it uh purports to be but in no way does it purport to be a horror game it just hits the cues the horror cues we've been conditioned to know and to sense in the subtlest of ways right i was terrified throughout. kind of no it was it was horror it was beautiful it was not horror at all it really wasn't but it plays with horror you said it once i like how you say it. you said it tiptoes between being a horror game and not being it like it, it gives you those slightest right. cues, you know, that you walk in and there's a thunderstorm and you, it's the, the house is dark and it's a kid coming home and no one's home. Where is everyone? And there are these little breadcrumbs of these two kids who were there uh, trying to summon back this ghost, right? There was this idea that there might've been a ghost and it never gets fulfilled and it's just there just to spook you. And there's one little instance, little scripted instance that, that spooks you. But at the end, it's really just this great love story. And that's awesome. Right. But the cues weren't heavy-handed. In Firewatch, I think they were. That's my main contention for Firewatch. Uh, I don't think yeah. that the sour ending is bad. That's just what they decide to do. And I think it, it's so your more realistic. Is, so your problem is less with the ending than more about some of the stuff that comes right before the it's, ending. Well, yes. But like what it, it, how it informs the entire you know, sequence the whole entire thing. Like right. they had right. to get like so there, there. Yeah. I, I can see how you might feel that some of the, the moments where they clear things up, it might've just been better if they were never cleared up at all. And you were just left to your imagination. Oh, I, I don't know. I would be even more furious. I don't know if like, it was just like, well, so? we don't I, know. I think that's like, no, they don't know I think if that's fun. No, I, I would have hated that probably. No, no, no. But the, the magic trick that Firewatch pulled was, was mace. I mean, like thinking that there is almost like a supernatural situation going on, like the information, right, like aliens and in. the government. Yeah. That was like incredible. Like I, I've never seen a, a video game do that or almost any. Oh, movie well, there are games have done that have done it. I couldn't, I couldn't possibly name right. them to you right now. So, you know, I shouldn't say that, but yeah, you guys saw it as that's the thing. You know, it was polarizing for no, us because it was you like guys an saw M. Night it as magic. Twist. Yeah, yeah, you said a magic, a magic trick, and to me, it was like it was heavy-handed to me. So we just took it differently, and I think that's that's the main thing. That's fine. Let, let's keep going down. Um, games. How about Super Hot? Shit, Super Hot. Try to push Super Hot into the gaming trend top ten for its VR. Played the VR version. Yeah. Yeah. With a coworker, by the way. Never don't think I ever told you. Holy crap, that's the best VR game that's ever existed and probably will ever exist. Super Hot Super Hot VR is like one of the best games of all time, I swear. It was just so fucking cool. So they remade the entire game in VR yeah. for, for Oculus. And it's a different game? It's yeah. the same it's a different game. You look at it and it's super hot, but it's totally different levels and it functions differently because you have two hands. And you can pick up and weapons by move, reaching out. Like, and you are you are rooted to the ground, but your head moves and your body moves, and you have yeah. to move out of the I way. I wonder of why they didn't just wait and call it Super Hot Two, like wait a year and call it Super Hot Two, oh, because because they got Super a lot hot. of money from Oculus to build it, uh, so they put it out as soon as. Is they it did. does it have a different name like Super Hot VR Edition? Yeah. Is it just it's Super well hot? people yeah, who yeah, bought no, Super Hot, hot but su- people who bought Super Hot have Super Hot VR. No, Ryan, you so no, so it has a different no, name. No, no, no. I thought you had it. Be- you don't get it's a different game totally. It's okay. a totally different game. Oh, okay. I don't have it. No. It's it was released on the Oculus store um under Superhot VR. Yeah. It's going to be released on Steam after the Oculus. they got a lot of Oculus money to build it. So it's a timed exclusive. Yeah, very exciting game. I can't, I'm I I refuse to but I could buy it on the Oculus store and play it on my Vive, but I refuse to support the Oculus store. I'm gonna wait until it gets on Steam. Yeah. It has native support. Anyway, in the Superhot- interest of time, wait, we all said our number one game. I feel like well, hold we on. Ryan's got Super two. Hot going on just real quick. Let's just finish up. Well, Super that was hot. the next game that I put out, Super Hot. Let's just uh, talk about it for a second. Yeah. Uh, really incredible. How do you feel, Joey? I mean, I love Super Hot. It's the a fantastic game. Okay. Not the, not the, the 2D really version. Yeah. The, screen, really the screen game. So, Super Hot, the screen game is Should also a fantastic Should we do biggest disappointments? Game. No, I hate well, that let's shit. Do the, I, have like, I have a whole list of games. The biggest disappointment was No Man's Sky. That's what it was. And that's that's all we need to know. Oh, yeah. No Man's Sky. No, not for me. For me, it was Pokemon. But okay. 
Oh, really? You didn't like Pokemon? See, Pokemon is interesting because it's a game that I spent the biggest, largest number of hours on. Yeah. But it was also one of the first games in my whole gaming life where the majority of the time I was playing it, I was listening to a podcast or watching something on YouTube or texting somebody and just moving my hands to grind without looking at the screen oh. versus polar opposite my game of the year firewatch was a game where i wanted to put my phone on yeah. do not disturb and be in that world and be like absorbing yeah. the the game yeah and so I, I think that's like a flaw in game design that a lot of like rpgs have always had and some of them still do where there's there are these gamey like grindy elements that are just so mundane that part of what I've heard so many people say like oh yeah Pokemon World of Warcraft yeah it's just kind of a game you just yeah I hate play that while you I do hate something hearing else, people I say hate. well I don't I, hate it's that. a game I, I like that. to I play think, while you're doing something what? else right two no, I hate things that. at once playing a game and also having a movie going is one of the most sublime experiences you can have in my opinion I have a whole no, I, a whole category of games that I only play while I'm I would never play them alone because they they activate a very important part of my mind but not the full part I want to be engaging in the narrative <laughs> simultaneously like Rocket League I never played just Rocket League I'm also watching a show on my second monitor so I think discounting that as a thing is like insane I, I actually like being able to play a game while you're also watch listening to a narrative is is phenomenal I it's but like really Rocket League, League. I never MMO. fully I'm never fully invested in a Rocket League game if I'm watching some other show. Like if I'm in a Rocket League game and you know it's coming down to the wire, man, and you make that one shot and it fucking nails it. Like that's the most sub. That is the most sublime experience, right? Yeah. Not like Ryan, watching and kind of playing Rocket League a little, but watching The Office on Netflix. You know, I could that right. I can't. That's do. just kind of because you don't really care that much about Rocket League. The, the difference would be like imagine if Magic: The Gathering online had no time cutoffs between turns and the game was so brutally slow to play that you actually had to do something in between turns because otherwise you'd be sitting there for 10 minutes at mm. a time staring at Look, a blank screen. That's like arguing, what you're arguing is that RPGs are boring, which is my contention for forever. Like that is no, essentially <laughs> RPGs are with RPGs there. There's too no. much downtime. Like it, th this, there's no. Excitement. Yeah, that's definitely like, what you said, Ian. You just told us that no, like you were doing other things. RPGs are not boring. You just said that right. Pokemon. R you were doing other shit because you couldn't. You weren't no. in, fully invested in what you were doing because grinding is a fucking bore, and it is. Like that's no, because that's a two fact. Things, two things. No, two things. Because one, to do the high level gameplay online, you need to jump through a million hoops to get a perfect Pokemon and it's extremely tedious and the things you have to do to get that perfect Pokemon are not fun, period. Mm -hmm. Moving in a circle, moving, I was doing like the Mario Party, you just move your joystick in a circle like this for five minutes to hatch an egg. And that's I mean, not good gameplay, period. There, it's indefensible. Right. But the actual gameplay, like the actual high level gameplay, like once you get past that is fucking awesome. Yeah. So it's a goddamn shame that they have to still put that filler right. in Right, so that, but like, there, are there are elements people... that are super fucking boring and it's put there and they know that there's high level players out there. That's why so many things, right. uh, and these they things were addressed in X every, and Y. So, but they know that this stuff is there. Hold on, this take out. Right, they know that it's there, and they keep doing things to fix it and whatever, but it's still there. You still have to grind and shit, and that is something that... That's I, why I, so many people hack. Yeah, and so, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. You know, that sounds like boring gameplay to me. That doesn't sound like, you know, just because the, there is some seriously awesome gameplay doesn't eliminate the fact that there's boring-ass gameplay you have to go through in order to get there. No, it, it, it's a shame it, because the game is the competitive game is like as good, in my opinion, and as addictive as like Magic the Gathering or Hearthstone. It's in many ways, it's very comparable to a card game. Sure. But the problem is you can't just build the deck and go. It would be like imagine if Wizards of the Coast didn't release cards. They made you like 
do some kind of crazy fucking mundane task and then yeah. they like send you a fucking card in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But Ian, isn't there has to be a subset of people who are excited about that. Like they feel like they've accomplished something because they've done all this work and now they get to have this reward of playing this high level game. But the work is so I mundane. So. And all insipid. of the high level players hack and it's a big thing. Like all of the pros. Yeah. Hack. You're, but you're they uh, hack legal Pokemon, but they just hack. It's yeah. Just, your scenario so you doesn't do seem to exist. You want to play at that level. That's no, no, no that's like, he, he like, can do that, Ryan. He's saying that it's a problem in Pokemon. It's a flaw in the game, and it's that's totally viable uh, argument to make. You know, I'm just so saying there's probably like their philosophy is that they want you to do this grind so it feels more. Yeah, and their fa- their philosophy is wrong because so. no one else likes it. Like, and I wouldn't like yeah, it. Who no likes one, grind? No one <laughs> likes it, and I think I think it's different because I I've played games where the grindy part. Feels fat, feels fast and fun, especially in RPGs like Fantasy Star Online. It always felt at least a little bit enjoyable to be grinding, and it was a huge grind to get to the high level gameplay at the end. But it was still fun. I was still doing something. I was yeah. still playing the game. I was not moving my joystick in a circle. Yeah, you for hear an hour and a half. You hear sitting two, on my bed. You hear two sets well, of terminology. Pokemon, Hold I on, say it's like only pressed A. Like I Ryan, only use one Pokemon. Here's the thing. They, there's two sets of uh, gameplay. Uh, there's two sets of terminology for the same type of gameplay. There's someone, some games, people will say it has a great gameplay loop. And then other people will say it's really grindy and I don't like it. It's the same thing happening. You're doing a lot of the same activities. Maybe there's more and maybe they're more varied. But essentially, you're doing lots of stuff to gain lots of stuff and to achieve a certain goal or a certain number of goals. And in some games, it's good, and it's called a good gameplay loop. And in other games, it's bad, and it's called a shitty, grindy game. And games right. that are a shitty, grindy game, they got to figure something out that's more fun. And Pokemon hasn't figured right. it out as far as Ian's concerned, from what I can tell. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Right. Yeah. So like uh what is the har- what is the Harvest Moon clone game? I'm just blanking holy out fuck. on the name. Oh, Star it's game of the Stardew year, Valley. Stardew Valley. Start right. So very Stardew late Valley. contender I started playing in December and now oh my goodness, guys, I've got I've got, you know, pumpkin seeds coming in. It's happening soon. Pumpkin seeds, the harvest right. is coming up. It's a great time to be alive. Oh my god, Harvest Moon. I'm not so, Harvest Moon. Stardew so, Valley's got a great gameplay loop. Gameplay a lot of loop. people will say it's a grind, like, oh, you have to chop all the trees and you have to wait a certain number of days. Well, it is a grind. But it's, but it's right, but it's grind. not. It's and a Pokemon great gameplay loop. It's the same. Exactly. Like I said, right. when like, you when it's Animal a fun, Crossing was a grind yeah. on GameCube, but when it was fun. Yeah, when it's a fun grind, people will call it a great game cape, gameplay loop. That's just normally right. the, the terminology you'll hear. But it's the same thing. It's a grind. Right. And the tragedy the true tragedy of Pokemon is the main game is a fun gameplay loop. The gym trainer cycle, the basic thing from red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, that's fun. But then you beat the game and there's an extra 30 hours of moving your joystick in a circle before you can play online, mm-hmm. which is annoying. It should be either set up where you do the gameplay loop and then you're good enough to play online or I don't know what another alternative would be, but just to have you have to like beat the game and then do 30, probably 30 to 40 hours of tedious tasks in order to play competitively. It's just absurd. You know what? Yeah, would you, you, know what would the- you be upset if they just made it pay to spec out your Pokemon? Like you could oh, I have a feeling that it's probably going to go that way. Like oh, I think Nintendo is going to fight against that for a long time, but I think it probably will go that way eventually. Well, like Nintendo is all about the micro hours of spinning a D-pad, or you can just pay like ten ninety nine a month to have the like perfect team. Right, I would just pay because I I just yeah. want to play a couple games. Like yeah. th- my time is more valuable to me than that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine then. We stepped on the right, toes let's, let's of super hot. So we, we stepped on the toes of super hot a little bit. I do just want to say super hot. I uh, contended as one of the best. Uh, puzzle games of the year. Other people were saying it was one of yeah. the best shooters of the year, and uh, I like that Super Hot did something like that. Ryan, you once uh, posited that it's a that every shooter is a puzzle game. Uh, That's how I play. Them. I think it's crazy. I think it's just a challenge game, but puzzle game. You know, <laughs> like you. Here's the thing. The, I've thought about it. The reason why is because you 
find a possible solution, right? A hypothetical to solution to any particular area. And you decide this is the way I have to do it. And you play a, uh, a scenario and encounter over and over and over again, dying constantly until you finally do it the way you decided it's the right way. And I think that's why you think shooters are all puzzle games. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's how you play them. There's no other real There's way. There's no to other do real it. way to do it. Right. Got it. Okay. All right, Ryan, what else you got on your list? I mean, you just thought you always have to play uh, first version shooters with stipulation of always hold W, w down, never back yeah. down. And don't Especially use when there's and a mechanic. There's also, if there's ever a mechanic where not moving stops time, you have, you really have to keep moving because fuck if time stops, <laughs> we're in trouble. Because <laughs> then it's Never just wasted that. time. Is there any like hard mode in Super Hot where you're only allowed to be not moving? Like that would be interesting. Like that'd imagine be, if that would be so against stay, the design like, of the game. There's like a dozen different like stipulation ways to play. Like there's one. It's like a '90s right. video game where it's like you can't do a certain thing. Like bullets do more damage. Like this kind of thing. Hmm. But the whole point I, I of the game cool is time like, stops. Stand still. Right, but if when time is stopped, there's like a meter that starts going down, and then like when it gets to zero, you start losing health. Time or is time is never stopped. Time is always Just moving slow. slightly. It goes much slower if right, you're not right, moving. Right. Yeah, so you do have to move. It's a short game. It works the way it is. Like it, it, there's no need to change it. You gotta play it first before you're ready to start making improvements on this game. But uh, let's keep moving right, down gonna, our I list. Have two- Ryan categories of games that we're going to go to next. Uh, I don't want to mention them individually. We're going to go into larger categories. The first category, I put three games in this category. Titanfall 2, Battlefield 1, and Call of Duty. Mm. The new Call of it's Duty. the shooters. Essentially just it's the Trinity very of the similar. Um, I played Titanfall 2 on the free weekend and Battlefield 1 on the free weekend. I didn't think either of them were worth $60, in my opinion, to Oof. actually jump into. Mistake. I would have much rather no, like I mean, like I'd much rather play more Overwatch. They're both competent, fun games, but I think that my time is better spent if I'm playing a shooter uh, in Overwatch. You feel the same way, Joy? Uh, no, definitely not. I don't think that they're better than Overwatch. I do think Overwatch is a different kind of game. Here's the thing: I was, excuse me, I was arguing that Overwatch was Shooter of the Year on Gaming Trend. We were talking about uh, our categories. And uh, again, I don't really care for naming one game the the game of the year or kid shooter of the year. Um, but I definitely would say that uh, there's room for Overwatch being the shooter of the year because it's just so good. But someone said to me that Overwatch does way more for multiplayer and for class-based competitive games than it does for the shooter. Because he was a big, he was very high on Titanfall and how Titanfall feels as a shooter, how it feels as like playing uh, the shooting mechanics, playing the mobility mechanics that are infused with shooting. And uh, I think he's n- nailed it. I think that as shooters, those games are better. Like Battlefield really nails the old school uh, World War II feels, though it's very Hollywoodized. You know, it's a great uh, comeback to that series. And then Titanfall yeah. is like the most awesome mobility shooter of all time the titan okay the ca- I can agree titan gameplay is a little dr- is a little bit of a drag compared to moving on foot uh but if you are sold on the uh the grandiose feel of being in a titan uh and the scale compared to uh on foot soldiers if you're sold on that then it's more fun i'm sold on uh the, okay. the titans being badass and then Look. the on foot soldiers being agile and fun Right, but the Titan combat is so bad. No, I was just saying that's like it's not necessarily. There's bad. almost like I actually would have ne- if I had bought that game, I would have probably never played. Mo- I would have only played modes with no, sure, Titans. There are those. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're in a giant machine that's shooting another giant machine. It feels like you're in. It certainly feels like you're in a game that they designed. Like it's shooting, you're shooting these giant guns, and they're exploding on this other Titan, but it's just like a bar. You're only it feels like you're playing a, a mini game where you're trying to lower this bar. Well, and that's I, literally I, I what you're totally, doing. It's a health bar, right? So that's what you're doing. Yeah, but it's disconnect. It's disconnected. Like when you're shooting someone, you really feel like 
you're trying to get a headshot and kill them. I, I think the the main oh, problem okay, for me, it didn't feel like there was a weak spot that you could target where you're having a better shot. It's just I, like you're firing at this big orb across the screen. Well, there is a weak spot on each Titan, and uh, they're sort of individualized, but oh, I, well, I think that... I, that wasn't explained. <laughs> that wasn't explained. You know how it's explained is the the weak spot bright is highlighted in really bright red uh, on every Titan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't didn't feel fun. The other problem is when I was playing, there were these like class like team objectives mm-hmm. that just kept swapping around like every round, and sure. no one was communicating, no one was talking about them. Like if you want your game to be objective based, you need to build voice chat right in and make it very clear what's happening at every point. The, um, there is supported voice chat in Titanfall. Um, maybe not in the free weekend that you had. Uh, I've always had voice chat. I don't talk to strangers normally, but when I play with people, it's obviously always more fun. Um, but the, you know, the game itself uh, and the feel of the game itself is awesome. The objectives are a little uh, complicated. Okay, maybe like when I played the multiplayer beta, uh, that was a problem for me. Like I didn't understand. You had to go to the bank and deposit your money and all that stuff. But I learned that quickly. And uh, it ends up being fun. Like I especially liked uh, that uh, gameplay type. I wasn't sure what it what it's called. I forget. Um, but the one with the banks. Okay, and then my, it's okay. So then my issues with Battlefield, really great game. Main issue: too hectic, too crazy. Like Battlefield really shines if you know the four people in your squad and you're communicating. But I just felt like I was spawning in the middle of a war and being killed immediately. Mm. And that wasn't fun for me. That loop, like, you need to make it more localized. Like, all these these big games, they're fun with friends. This is what I realized. Here's the thing. Both of those games, uh, Call of Duty I didn't play. But both of those games, Titanfall and uh, Battlefield, come from an old school. Well, not old school, but come from the contemporary shooter uh, model of, you know, big map, you know, instant kill uh, shots. And this always these map designs wherein uh, you are always going to get flanked and you're going to get shot in the head twice and then you're dead. And it doesn't really feel like competition. It feels more like just getting flanked, right? There are really sweet objectives in Battlefield that make it feel better. And if you're playing with a friend, it's always better. But yeah, in Battlefield, one of the problems is you're always... I am always feeling like I'm getting flanked or getting killed by someone just crouching on the floor or proning down on the floor happens a lot. And then you have to wait to respawn. And you have to run to the objective because the maps are fucking huge. And overwatch is just so much better because it's objective based and it's class based and there's health bars and it's not your standard shooter of today. You know, it's not even fully a shooter. All the other guys, there's plenty of characters that don't do shooting. So it's just such a great game for that. Um, there are some great single-player campaigns in the other two games, Titanfall and Battlefield. Uh, the gameplay mechanics are from that contemporary shooter base, which I happen to like also, in addition to Overwatch's new kind of style. So, you know, there's uh, definitely something to your arguments. I think we're disagreeing on the way more than I thought we would, especially with these. Uh, so I'm surprised, but I think you got to play a little more of these games, Ryan, to have uh, the authoritative... Uh, opinions that you have right now because you got you got to give them a bit more of a shot. And what games like The Witness too, you know those those games are definitely worth trying a little more because they're they're pretty fantastic. Look, I see what it is. I think these these games would be great if you could play with friends. All right, so okay, let's let's go to the next the next category that I have here. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Overcooked and Video Ball. I feel like these are two. Wait, what is Video like, Ball? Did you play Video Ball, Joey? Was it the VR game you showed me? No, no, no. This is these are local multiplayer. No. Games. Played Overcooked. So you played Overcooked. Overcooked though. We all know Overcooked. Overcooked's a great game. Yeah, Overcooked is great. These are two games that I've I took to like my work game night and they've both been like massive hits. Yeah. So Overcooked hilarious. Yeah. So fun. Like I can the controller to anyone mm-hmm. and like everyone is into it. Mm-hmm. We have like three controllers. We have like vicious screaming matches between <laughs> people who cannot get their shit together. 
Yeah, Overcooked is literally a party game. It's one of the best, uh, like, you know, local multiplayer. Sometimes it's like the best type of video game because, you, like you just said, you can hand the controller to someone, they understand what needs to happen, and then it creates a ridiculous, frantic, fun time. So those are always so like the best Switch game. is going to be the biggest Jesus. game of all time. Oh, nightmare. Anyway, I have not played right, then Video, video Ball. Ball is a game I saw at PAX when we went to PAX, and it's so it's essentially just like your like essentially like asteroid physics basically like you're just flying around uh, a flat surface there are these balls that pop up and you have to shoot them across the screen to the other person's goal essentially it's like a mashup between multiple different sports like soccer and hockey and you can make like barriers um but it makes fun of sports like it'll be like field touchdown or like you got a point goal and it's really good, really good game. Like okay. competitive, you can do one v one, two v two, three on three. Always go. Um, it's basically like I kind of look at it like flat um, uh, Rocket League. Essentially. Flat Rocket like, League. Two like, D Rocket League. You can hand a controller. Maybe. It's like a little easier. Yeah, two yeah, sure. D Rocket League. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so while we uh, we're gonna wrap Great it game. up soon because uh, uh, we went a little over time. We want to keep these a little shorter. So. Uh, why don't we just go around the room, t- just give our pitch for a game of the year. We wanted to do a little more than this. We want to talk about other games of the year we've played that weren't released this year and the most anticipated games. We'll round off most anticipated game by just naming them. But first, I want to hear from each of you guys your game of the year and why. So that means, Ryan, you have to actually give reasons that are just involving Overwatch and its merits and not why that it's just way better than every other game. So why is Overwatch your screen game of the year? Yeah, screen game of the year. We didn't even get to talk about the yeah. real games of the year. The real games. To play. Um, okay, so uh, Overwatch is the only game that's going to be talked about. And okay, enough of that. No, 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 no. You're comparing it to other games. To forget about that. That's comparing to other games on its merits. In 10 years, that is, I think, a merit of it. No, no, because so, it's not even a real thing yet. It has to, to be 10 years later for us to decide that it's a merit. <laughs> so on why uh, it's, it's a great a game, game. It's a game that is, it's the most polished game released this year, probably. I mean, maybe besides The Witness, but it's like like the, the level of polish, the level of fun that you can have playing this game is just off the charts. Like Overwatch Are there is any just, bugs in Overwatch? There's continuous bugs that they're fixed in daily patch updates. Like it's okay. it's one of the most worked on games of all time. It's a constant evolving system that Blizzard has kind of really turned a new leaf in uh, in their game development process, where they're very open with the community. They'll oh tell yeah, you, wow. Like they'll tell you what they're thinking in terms of new updates. Just an uh, evolving system. They've been doing that with Hearthstone as well. They have, but they're even more open with, with Overwatch. And it's just the idea that it's just a game where they're going to be adding um, characters every single month and content. It's just it's just something that I, I would never really see myself stopping play. Like, they, they would have to – there had to be something dramatically changing in my life where <laughs> I wouldn't – like, there wouldn't be a month where I'd fire up Overwatch, see what's new, get back into a few games. Like, it's just every single time you play it, it's extremely fun. That's very true. Yeah, I I definitely also uh, have the same feelings about Blizzard and their their new transparency with this. Uh, this game, if anything, showcases Blizzard as like the kings of balancing, and also now this new founded like transparency with the community. It's it's very welcome. It's very well done. It doesn't seem it doesn't give them any any appearance of messy or uh, unorganized you know maybe that's what people are worried about you know developers might be worried that they look like they don't know what they're doing because they don't know you know like it game development's fucking crazy and but it's great what they're doing and it's organized and it feels good to know what's going on and it lets us be more understanding i hope you know there's still plenty of trolls out there but i appreciate that more than anything of overwatch and overwatch is probably the most fun game of the year for me all right ian give us your game of the year and why well, I told you before it was it was Firewatch, and for the opposite, well, it's the opposite of what I disliked uh, about Pokemon and where I found my disappointment in in Pokemon. In terms of, I was the most engaged with Firewatch uh, this year versus any other game I've played, mm. and I think really, I think that's kind of the most you can ask for. Mm. I mean. Why do you think that is? That, Why do you think you were so invested and engrossed by it? 
I mean, it just it, like I it just really caters to my taste. Um, I'm a big fan of mystery. I'm a big fan of ambiguity, exploration. Mm. Um, it, although it was quite linear, it really never felt. Always feels like you're exploring, much. right? Because there's no like. It feels like you're really discovering things. There's no strict like you know a HUD compass or a HUD like go to this objective. You know, you had to look at the map and you had to. And right. absorb your like surroundings. In, it felt like you were exploring always. Right. Like, like even like Skyrim or Skyrim is maybe different, but say like Zelda, um, which is a linear game. That's kind of quote based around exploration. It never really feels like you're discovering a thing where in Firewatch, when you discover like, Oh, here's this weird radio. And there's like, or here's this weird campsite. It really feels like you weren't expecting it to be there. And that's kind of the most fun. Actually, that is what I like about Skyrim. It's like, oh, let me just look in this cave. Oh, my God, here's a bunch of notes from some guy. That's just um, my favorite kind of game. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely fair. It's a good game for that, for sure. I agree with you on the linearity uh, sentiment that, like, it is a linear game. You know, I never ventured off and started exploring other areas. They are just areas that I happened upon while, you know, going on my objective because I took some alternative route, you know, to whatever right. I was looking for because the map just gives you right. other routes. And it and, always and cool felt like you were discovering. You yeah. can do multiple playthroughs and get different stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I found, a, I found a little pet turtle. Like, I found a turtle on my second playthrough, and he became my yeah. little pet, and he was in my... Like, I kept him, and, like, I tried the, the E key. Like, it's like, oh, can I just keep him? And he puts him in his pocket, and then you go back to your <laughs> your little house, whatever, your your lookout tower, and he's in a box, and he's your pet now. So it's it's cool. It's yeah. got little things in I there. I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely a great game. Uh, I was harsh on it at first. I still feel the same ways, but I was... I was fresh off of the game's ending, uh, but love the game. It's a, it's one of the great games of the year. Uh, minus, like I said, The Witness. Also, Inside. Uh, Kerner is not here to defend why Inside is a terrible game, but he's wrong. It's a fantastic game. Ending is a little weird, but fantastic still. And uh, it's one of the most beautifully designed games of all time. and is a, a fucking tour de force of uh, animation uh, and is... Just one of the greatest, like, it's like a tone poem, I want to say. Like, it's just this beautiful, uh, non-narrative, though very narrative-driven, like, just tone-driven narrative. And it, um, it's just fantastic, and everyone should play it. It's very short, uh, very linear, but excellent in everything it does. Uh, so I suggest that. I suggest Firewatch. It's great. Overwatch, of course. The Witness. Tons of other great games. Stardew Valley. Fucking uh, Dishonored 2 was fucking awesome. Still play that all the time. Uh, I want to play it, but I'm games. afraid. Uh, just, if you want to play, play Dishonored 1 because you don't care about antiquated graphics or anything. And it's probably the better game. Uh, even though Dishonored 2 is just off the walls crazy with abilities and shit like that. Uh, and no, I was talking about Stardew Valley. Valley. Oh, Stardew Valley? You Yes, you should. Uh, get a job I first. I should be afraid. Should get a job first. And then you're, I give you permission to play Stardew Valley. <laughs> All right, so we'll end it there. Uh, let's hope that we get back to it. Uh, we may not be as regular, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, every week. Uh, it depends on how often I get one of these chumps to get on the podcast. That's we have to it do a for switch this week. Cast. We do have to do a switch cast. The other guys the are they're over wait, the switch. Ryan, about, they just I mean, more games today. I'm not worried. The switch is the biggest disappointment of my life. <laughs> we need to. Me and, Why would I want to talk about it ever again? <laughs> Of your life, right? Of, of my of life. My, of my in life. In terms of Switch. <laughs> we'll probably do the know. Switch podcast next week, I think. I think we need to do it. Uh, or if not, if we're if me and Ian are bored on a Saturday morning or something, we'll we'll do a Switch cast. We'll see what happens. But until then. The news keeps rolling out. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game's it's coming out soon. Zelda looks fucking amazing. Zelda looks amazing. Yeah, Can't wait you, to wait, play it on Can Wii I U. just say one thing because this is hilarious? Yes. I know we have to go, but the the they announced three new games today. Yep. One of the, the highlight game was World of Goo. It is absurd. The game is like 15 years old. I oh played God, that game yeah. in high school. Yeah, man. It's scary. Oh it's scary what they're doing. That but it's a like touch-based like game. So it's going to be fun. Project. God almighty. <laughs> All 
All right. It's just absurd. Yeah, yeah. The launch lamp's getting weird. But anyway, let's wrap it up. My name's Judah Clara. You can find me at Joey Dagobonets on Twitter. You can find all my written content on the blog, which is screenwatchers.net, or you can read all my news content on gamingtrend.com. I'm the news editor there. Uh, you guys, I don't think, are writing anything, but we have uh, Ian. Ian, do you have anything to share with us? Twitter handles or no, anything nothing, like that? No, nothing to share. Don't follow um, me. Stay away. All right. R- Ryan, you have anything to share? <laughs> Busy playing games. Can't use social media. Social media. Oh, I forgot that was the joke. Right, no running joke. All right. Well, we're back. It's glad to, good to be back. Good to have you gentlemen back. I appreciate you coming, spending your time with me. Uh, hope you all have a wonderful week. Play some video games and have a good night. <laughs>